Welcome back to Alvarado on Action. I'm Alex Alvarado. I'm with my buddy Scott again. Producer Scott, is there anything wrong with swinging on a 3-0 pitch when you're up by two touchdowns? Uh, apparently there is a problem, I guess. So I read more about that actually today. And uh, La Russa was like, he told them not to swing on a 3-0. And then that's where all the craziness ensued after that, where LaRusso was like mad at his player for swinging on a 3-0 and like he was calling him out to the media and everything. So it was kind of actually messed up that he would do that to his own player. But but no, there isn't actually a problem with swinging on 3-0 when you got a guy throwing a 45-mile-per-hour changeup. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying me to beat the shit out of a baseball, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. That's... There's cameras. Like, I, I got to be trending on Instagram somehow. For sure. I, uh, that's the only clip I've seen. I, like, I didn't know that one, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't know that Tony LaRusso was still, or back in baseball managing. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know any really, like, any of, like, the on field fallout that happened right after that. Like, the only, part of the clip I saw was just like the big Ephus from from the guy from the Twins and then What's-His-Face from the White Sox hitting it <laughs> just like 400. Oh yeah, I mean it was pretty much a soft 300 ball feet dead field. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know, you, you have to like take advantage of that, like it's a free home run. Like, it's yeah, fun. I mean, it's like, fun, you know. Yeah, it's your fault for not striking the guy out. Oh yeah. It's the name of the game. Uh, this is a baseball podcast, apparently. No, this is a uh, podcast about Mac football. It's about not Mac football. I guess we got our sillies out of the way early there. But uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, thank you. Because you're going to be getting notes that I use for these podcasts right to your inbox. It's going to have some information that, uh, you know, on there about Buffalo's coaching staff. Updates there. Most of the assistant pool is pretty much filled up. They haven't formally announced everything. We've gone over uh, a good triforce of the first names that have been hired in, again, unofficially by Mo Linquist. Um, but he's got a bunch of his other guys now, too, like Dallas Baker, who won a national championship with Florida as an all-SEC receiver in 2006-7, I guess got some younger guys that he's got ties with like DeAndre Thompson who was a up and comer at Texas A&M you know and some other guys around the league that you know are pretty interesting there's a lot of variance in age I mean we talked about Shane Montgomery former Mac guy former Mac head coach so there's going to be some updates there we're not going to dive too deep into it I'm going to wait until they really formalize everything to get too deep into it. Um, but I do want to, like, make a few comments. So, like, it is a pretty nice-looking class. And it is it – do, there are some very nice, smart hires here. And there are guys with successful um, – I guess successful highlights in their resumes. Like, they have NFL experience. You know, they've won Super Bowls. They've been draft picks. They were – talented guys in their own right have it be as football guys or as talented football coaches. 
And so there's a lot there to like. Uh, but I also kind of want to peek at the week one contests and kind of look at week one right now. And then in future episodes, kind of look at week two, week three, and week four. Because those are when all like the non-conference things are. We're going to be leading into the non-conference previews in a few weeks. We'll let you know when we get there. But I'm pretty excited when to uh, hurry up and rev up and get there. Because it's going to be a fun lead up to this next season. You know, it'll be the first full live season with this podcast through the, you know, first season of the show. Uh, so it'll be fun to kind of get back into the groove there. And it's the first year, you know, since the pandemic where things are kind of moving at a little bit more normal pace. It's mid-May. It is boring as shit right now to talk about college football. There is... And this is like saying this, what, two days after the FCS National Championship game happened in a somewhat stunning fashion. It's still a pretty boring time in the, uh, in talking about college football, but you know, Buffalo's making it a little bit more lively and we'll also have some week one contests in a little bit here to talk about. Uh, Scott, I mean, you've heard it, you know, every week and I kind of don't want to like bring it up again. I could talk about the transfer portal one more time because there's more hits from Buffalo that, you know, are happening. Guys like Jacob Gall's going to Baylor, a guy that was transferring in from Wisconsin's heading to Appalachian State instead. You know, the list of woes keeps growing there. No matter how talented we think or don't think this coaching staff is going to be for this program moving forward, you know, where's your confidence level on this team that, you know, has seen new heights very recently? Talking about Buffalo specifically? Yes. Uh, I mean, not good. (laughs) Not looking good at all for them. Losing your head coach is one thing, but I don't know, being like on the, I guess, front end of the new transfer rule, kind of really, really hurts them a lot. So I think the combination of losing good players and then losing bad players that kind of don't want to have to learn a new system, older guys that don't want to learn a new system, like kind of a perfect storm to be really, really bad for the next year or two. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, because it's not going to be like easy to bounce back from. Like, you know, sure, they can get some instant help through the transfer portal in the next couple of years to like help speed things up in, you know, quicker ways than years past wouldn't have let them, but it's not going to be totally easy. You know, it's going to take a while for these guys to, you know, really figure it out. But I mean, then there's like the train of thought, like we've seen like some other guys or some other coaches rather who are kind of new to the head coaching realm and have been kind of like, trying to brand things to do things their way because, you know, for whatever reason they think they're more successful. Like, you know, Scott Loeffler and Thomas Hammock are going the more freshman route with it, you know, to kind of move things in a direction that they want to see. Would that even be, like, a responsible route for Buffalo? Like, we've seen how that has worked for those two schools. I mean, I'm not saying, like, it can't – it'll fail for everybody, but I don't see that being, like – the best thing for Buffalo to do if there are, you know, some sophomores and juniors still hanging out. Maybe, maybe more talented athletes 
do you think that it's more responsible to go the Buffalo route, or I don't, I don't know, or should they just focus on finding the best, the best eleven on the field, regardless of class? I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Anyway. You're supposed to find the best eleven, but I think a lot of times with like just like such a young program that's going to come up, like you got to try to like plan for the future the best you can. So that means giving the freshmen more playing time, so that way. You can come on to be a star earlier. That's what you're going to have to do. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, if they do, which they'll probably have to, just given, like, the numbers that the roster has now, um, no matter how many freshmen that they have, like, see the field early, they have to tell these guys, like, hey, you know, things are going to change rapidly here because they have to, you know, make the most out of your experience, but there's no guarantee that you're going to start in 2022. Like, no matter what, like, I think that has to be the note. You know, that little bug in all these, like, little freshmen's ear that's going to see the field as young bulls in 21. Like, just because they're starting now, what's we the, can still find a well, Juno transfer well, I to start know what over the, next year. What's the young bull name? You know how, like, animals have names? Kind of like, you know, like a heifer is like a cow. I don't know. Uh-huh. What's it a young calf or a young calf bull or something. I yeah, thought it was going to be like an eaglet. An eaglet, yeah. Something like that. I just got really excited when you said young bull. I was like, oh, there's a chance for something cool here. But it's probably just young bull or young uh, bull. I don't know. I, 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 there probably is a word for it. Okay. But I don't know. This isn't going to be the podcast where I tell myself for that. Okay. <laughs> for sure. it's, it's a young bull for sure, though. But we've gone over some of the names before. Some of the names I kind of want to touch on really quickly. Um, ignore the birds outside. That's just a feature of this apartment. Um, Dallas Baker, touchdown, touchdown maker over at Florida. We, you know, I kind of mentioned him. DeAndre Thompson. Uh, he only really coached the last couple of years at Campbell. Was is a younger guy. Recently played at was a GA at Texas A and M. You know, so that's where he got to know linguists from. Uh, Chris White has been in the NFL a couple of times, was with the Vikings, was with the Lions last year, uh, is a special teams coordinator. He's kind of been around, so he's just an interesting hire. Uh, and, you know, some other guys I got to learn about a little bit more, Cedric Douglas, Ron Whitcomb, uh, Rod Ojong. You know, these are they're guys that are filling out the coaching roster right now through a lot of reporting that I've seen through the national media. Um but one thing that I did learn about with Shane Montgomery, he was 38 when he was the newly hired head coach for Miami. And when he was, you know, in a couple years before that, he was uh, an inside hire. He was hired in as an offensive coordinator. He was, at the time, he was like one of the younger guys that, you know, was speeding things up with the passing game. Help made Ben Roethlisberger who he is today on the field. Uh, he was 38 when he was hired as a head coach, though. Uh, quote from the Chattanooga. Uh, with his hiring, Montgomery, who turns 38 in March, surpasses Greg Schiano of Rutgers, 38, as the youngest head coach in NCAA Division 1A. Uh, this is December 28, 2004. So... It's not like a, 
I don't want to like keep thinking of like the hire as like a total like Mac retread. Yes, like that'll always be prevalent, you know, with him around back in back in another Mac school as a coordinator, not as a head coach. But linguist, he's not the youngest guy in the nation, but he is definitely one of the younger new head coaches. And that is a kind of perspective that, you know, Shane Montgomery can kind of have on a guy like linguist. Hey, I really was your age one time as my first head head coaching job. I did really bad. You know, I was sub 500, this and the other went wrong. Different game now. Obviously the context of a lot of things is, you know, in terms of demographics, how recruiting happens, what the Mac just looks like, the the game, the sport, how it's drawn up. A lot of things have changed in the past almost 20 years since I was at Miami. But I can I kind of get a sense of what you're going through, man. Like we were the same age at this kind of stage in our life. Let me help you correct the mistakes that you 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 are you could potentially take a wrong step and find out later that you have to take a big fat L for it. And I want to help you not take that L. You know, so I think that is a good perspective to have in that coaching staff uh, for linguists and at all moving forward. So uh, just something I wanted to point out really quickly, just a little nugget I found. Speaking of little nuggets you found, I found a little nugget about what young bulls are called. I think you're going to like it. Sorry, I know I had to bring it up again. But they're called tabs until they're weaned, of course. Good. And once they're, and once they're weaned, they're called wieners. Okay. So they're called they're called wieners until they're a year old. So no. I was very excited to tell you. So I'd say the freshman Damn the freshman it. players at Buffalo are right now wieners. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for that. God damn it. Okay, so I knew, like, all right, Cavs, obviously, but I didn't want to say that and accidentally be wrong and be an idiot for that. So I chose, like, the total ignorant route there. But I didn't yeah, know that you, you, like, leveled weaning, up from you then become a Cav to a wiener. <laughs> yes. It doesn't make sense. But... Or no, they're, they're Cav. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that really cares about this subject and might be listening to this podcast, one, thank you, two, is getting really upset because they're like, you know, we're, we should be respecting them more. And we're we should, really, we, we should, we're we really, really should be respecting this, you know, these animals that grace this land a lot better than us humans do. But I know, but we're butchering it, get it? Yeah, but like they're, it's a funny word. How is your butcher, bulls? We're butchering it. Hey, speaking of which, I'm going to cut this subject. Scott, why did I ever like? I I was kind of excited to bring you on here, and now I thought this is the kind of fancy. Starting to regret everything. <laughs> Jesus, man. I guess I guess I was wrong. Right. I'll, I'll rein it in next time. Rain. <sighs> no, we're not. We're not. No, again, I'm cutting this short. I'm gonna quickly talk about. God, I really want. I was excited to talk about this, and now you've ruined it for me because you know there's this Discord that people need to join so it could be cool and fun and have like a new aged Mac football esque Mac football centric uh chat room essentially so we're not like 
dealing with the freaking stone ages of the old message boards anymore. Uh, I mean, if you like those, you know, and those are your speed, go for it. Uh, but there's this Discord. You can join it through macfootballblog.com. You can find it in the notes of this podcasting episode and episodes moving forward, blah, 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 blah. Go ahead, join it. Scott's a moderator. Caleb Carter, you know him, probably, if you listen to this show and other things I've done lately. Caleb's a mod. Fitz, you probably remember him from Hustle Belt. Showed his face on ESPN once. He's a moderator. So it'll be fun. Join us. We'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll hang out. You can talk about whatever sports you want to, whatever is important to the team that you root for. I mean, if you're a Zips fan, if you want to talk about the... What is Zips fans like? What is Zips fans like? Uh, if you want to talk about how LeBron James was once coached by Keith Dambrot, that... The Akron Go Zips room is the, the way for you to go. If you want to talk about LeBron James, there you go. If you want to talk about how, uh, shit, what, what's important to Eastern Michigan, Scott? We're both Eastern grads. Uh, what's, uh, boycott sidetracks. If you want to talk about that, you could talk about that in EMU Go Green. Hey, if you want to talk about Ted Lasso, and how Ted Lasso... I have a theory about Ted Lasso. Um, Scott, you, you have like two episodes left of Ted Lasso. Um, yeah. I, I did tell you my theory. I don't want to spoil it on here until like you're kind of done with it. That's fine. But, I mean, it's a good show though, right? Yeah, it's really fun. It's a good casual watch to me. Yeah, it is. You can talk about that in TV movies, in the community room. Uh, I mean, there's so many things you can talk about if you just feel like it. You just got to join on, uh, you know, in the notes that I just talked about, mechfootballblog.com. Scott, week one games, though. Um, there's a bunch of them. You know, so there's going to be three on Thursday. There's going to be one on Friday. The rest are going to be on Saturday, the first weekend of September. Obviously... Mac fans always want to see an upset. I uh, can't always guarantee that shit, though. No siree, Bob. Let's see. Look. Let's see. Look. Look at Thursday and tell me where. Uh, you know. Tell me how many games of cornhole you'd rather play outside than watch these games. Are you talking about just the back? Bowling or? Green. Oh, every. Yeah, Bowling Green at Tennessee. Wagner at Buffalo. Western Illinois at Ball State. I mean, Wagner could upset Buffalo. That is, yeah, see, that is interesting to talk about after the fact. Do you really want to watch that, though? Like, I, cause, like, I know you're, like, you're not, you're more sane than I'll ever be because you don't have to watch Mac football on Saturdays. Thankfully, this is on a Thursday. But, I mean, I could be doing normie things. I could be doing yoga. I could be riding a bicycle outside. But I might be watching Wagner at Buffalo instead. Um, when I really don't have to. No one's paying me to do that. So, yeah, Wagner could beat Buffalo given the circumstances, but, like, who, who, really, who wants to watch that shit? Not many people. It's probably going to be on ESPN Plus anyway. It's going to be hard to... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bowling Green, uh, they recently moved up from the Saturday to the Thursday. I mean, just get that ass-beating out of the way as soon as possible. I don't see how this benefits Bowling Green at all. Um, yeah, good luck. Friday, St. Francis U at Eastern Michigan. I don't know. Should be a win for Eastern. Definitely should be a win. But I'm just not excited for it because it's just FCS competition. And not like cool FCS. It's just St. Francis U. Uh, Saturday, though, I don't know. I don't know. I don't expect like people to get super turned up for a bunch of these. But there's still some interesting games here uh, for the Mac. Akron at Auburn. Central at Missouri, no. Kent State at Texas A&M, God, no. Uh, Miami of Ohio is at Cincinnati. Reviving that rivalry since last year had to put that thing on ice. Norfolk State at Toledo. NIU at Georgia Tech. Syracuse at Ohio should be good. And Western Michigan at Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's so nice when, like, Oh, maybe there's this Mac over P5 upset. Uh, Central Michigan at Missouri. Dude, even if that is like a possibility, I don't want to see it. It's just two teams that don't really interest me. Um, one, I'm an Eastern grad. And two, Missouri, man. Like, is a, is the one quarterback still there? Kelly? Uh, Kent State at Texas A&M. Don't see that happening. Miami at Cincinnati. Maybe, but Cincinnati is just so good. I mean, it's nice that they can revive that rivalry for, you know, it's 206 here, I guess. But it's just not... It. Cincinnati's won, like, the last... I don't know. I'm going to pick a number and say 26 times in a row. I don't know if that's actually true, but I'm sure I'm not wrong either. Um, the one that the one that will get, like, a lot of people interested, though, is Syracuse at Ohio, because Syracuse not... You know, is not great. Ohio, you know, who knows where they're at. You know, last year was so hard to tell if they were any good at all or anything. Um, but given how bad Syracuse has been and given how regularly, uh, I don't know, just okay, I guess, uh, Ohio's been, they've been a pretty steady team. You know, they've had enough time to install a good transition after Nathan Rourke, hopefully it all pays off with his younger brother and Armani Rogers uh, sharing time together again. You know, maybe things will go good for Ohio, especially since they're at home too. So that'll be interesting. That'll be the def that that's the game on Saturday to watch. So I looked up. There's no Kelly at Missouri. Like the guy's name is Bizarre. Who quarterback? Basil. Uh. Basilac. Basilac. Oh, he looks pretty super average. He was a freshman, so. Yeah. yeah, see, I just don't know anything about Missouri. I mean, just, just a very uninteresting team and, like, always the 14th SEC team. That's their legacy is the 14th SEC. But, yeah, uh, if there's uh, a different week one game, let us know in the Discord. Uh, hang out with us there. And let us know what you think about, you know, how MAC teams might fare in uh, week one of non-conference play moving forward. We're going to, like, get this going a little bit. And then, again, 
we'll leapfrog into focusing on these teams that we're kind of glossing over to start out with. Uh, again, thank you for listening. I'm Alex Alvarado. Thanks again, Scott, for hanging out and doing this with me and keeping me organized. And we'll talk to you guys again next time.